terms of indulgences, just by visiting church today, you can get one for saying an Our Father and a Creed. So if you say the Apostles' Creed and Our Father, with the usual conditions, you get a plenary indulgence. There's a card that looks like this. They're over there. They have the conditions on how to gain a plenary indulgence. So if you don't have one of these cards, grab one, stick it in your missile, uh, what have you. It's First Friday. Uh, so you can make a communion of reparation just to remind you of that. What else? Um, from the 1st to the 8th, so up until the, through the 8th of November, just by making a visit to the cemetery and, and, and uh, with the usual conditions, you get a plenary indulgence applicable to the poor souls as well. Okay, a couple remarks. I don't want to keep you here too late tonight, but uh, just in terms of... Uh, the location of purgatory, we'll talk about that in a few stories in. Uh, St. Thomas remarks that the opinion of the saints and numerous revelations render the acceptance of a two-fold place of pur purification probable. Now, it's the, it's the common teaching of the church that purgatory is right above hell. In the depths of the earth, there's this impassable chasm, and the damned are down there barbecuing in hell, but above this impassable chasm is, is purgatory, uh, and, and so the, the flames of hell are up there purifying the people. They're tormenting the, peop the damned, but purifying those in purgatory. But as St. Thomas points out, there's a twofold uh, uh, place of purification. God is so disposed, uh, by divine decree, there are other places of purification. For We read that suffering souls are found here and there on earth. God is so disposed, first for the conversion of living, they might learn from such evidence how sin is punished in the afterlife. Secondly, for the relief of the departed, in order that the living might be reminded of the needs of these souls and hasten to come to their aid. So, uh, most souls, of course, are in purgatory, but there are souls that do their purgatory on earth at the end of their purgatory. Uh, they certainly come to Mass. It's one of the things, a memento for the, 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 the dead, that's the one after the consecration. One of the things, I have a whole series of things I'm praying for, but one is up for all the poor souls here at Mass, and the poor soul here at Mass that know that most needs our prayer right now. So definitely at Mass, Padre Pio could see them. At Padre Pio's Masses, and if you've ever seen pictures of them, they're totally packed, and he said there were more poor souls at his Masses than there were. Of, of those in the church militant. So it gives you an idea of what's going on. So they're allowed to come to Mass, uh, the, some of them, and certainly when they're getting towards the end of, of their purgation. Sometimes they're sentenced to, to do their purgatory time in some place where they committed a sin or something like that and appear occasionally. This doesn't mean if you see a ghost, A, that it's a poor soul, and B, that you should have a conversation with it. You don't have conversations with them. If this sort of stuff is going on, you can uh, get a hold of a priest and we can come bless the place, and if it's a poor soul, there's ways of telling we'll say a mass from. But anyway, without going into that, so location of purgatory, I want to tell you a couple of stories I got from Sister Mary P. of the Cross. If you remember, she had this huge devotion to the poor souls. She used to give away this book like Hotcakes, Charity for the Suffering Souls. Uh, it's a great book from Tan. It's about 400 pages, and you can learn everything you want to know about purgatory. Fantastic book. More on that in a minute. Anyway, when I was up there on Monday, she said uh, she sends her prayers, but I, I actually wrote down one of the stories. I forgot to write it down, and then I wrote down the other one talking to her. So she was talking about purgatory stories, because the nuns in Carmel, they hear all these cool stories, because there's people, uh, you know, priests come to see them. Anyway, there's one... Uh, well, I'll be vague on the person, but anyway, this, this young woman, her aunt, who had, had died, appeared to her. 
said she was in purgatory and she had to be in purgatory because she promised to do a pilgrimage and she didn't get it done before she died. So he asked, asked this young woman, would you do the pilgrimage for me? And the young woman did. And what was interesting about the story is every church she stopped to pray in, she could see her aunt there praying. Nobody else could, but she'd go down, as she's going along in this pilgrimage, she'd stop and look and there'd be her aunt somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the church in the congregation at the end. No more aunt visible. But the other one was, uh, I have the name of the priest, I just am not going to announce it from the pulpit, but uh, I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago because it's so interesting and then I got all the details from her. It was when he was an assistant pastor down in the Bay Area and after midnight mass he closed the church and since he's the assistant he had to get up at 5 a.m. and unlock the church for the morning mass at 6 a.m. So he's a uh, he comes in. He comes into the church, and he walks in, and there's all kinds of people in the church dressed in, in kind of strange clothing. And there's a guy standing. There. He goes up to him. He's really mad. He says, says he's very upset. And he goes up to the, the man standing. And he says, "Hey, you guys aren't supposed to be in here." The guy looks at him, looks down, looks at our Lord in the, in the Blessed Sacrament, looks back down, looks kind of embarrassed. And then he, he's uh, and he, he leaves him, and he goes over to another man that's kneeling there. You're not supposed to be in here. Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And he's telling all these people, what are you doing in here? And this woman who's kneeling uh, turns to him and says, Father, sometimes strange things happen. And, and uh, he's thinking, what's going on? There's people kneeling up real close to the tabernacle and sprinkled out towards the back. So he goes in the sacristy for a minute going, what am I going to do? He steps back out, totally empty. Not a single person there. And then he goes around, checks all the doors. They're still all locked. And, and uh, later on he realized he'd seen uh, souls from purgatory and realized too from some of his reading of the saints that the ones close to the tabernacle were the ones closer to getting out. And you know one of the nuns and he was saying, oh that's really interesting. He says, oh that happens to all priests. It does not happen to all priests. I'll just say that. Okay. So that, that's uh, two of her stories. And I'll close with one more that reminds us of how important it is for us to pray for the poor souls and really have a devotion to make sacrifices. There in the mystical body, there are suffering brothers and sisters. So this is from uh, Father Gregor Kafora, a canon regular. So this is years ago. At Naples, a poor man, the sole support of his family, was imprisoned for debt. His wife was in great distress, not only because now the burden of providing for the family rested on her, but also because she was expected to cancel her husband's debt. In the street she had recourse to a rich man who was noted for his charity towards the poor. She presented a well-written petition but received only a small coin. Still more depressed by this repulse, she went to the next church to pour out her heart before God, the true father of the poor. While praying fervently before the altar, a thought suddenly occurred to her mind, suggested perhaps by her guardian angel. She remembered the powerful help rendered by the holy souls to those who invoked their aid. Filled with great confidence, she took the little money she had and gave it to have a mass said for them. On leaving the church, she was met by a venerable old man who addressed her most pleasantly and inquired for the cause of her sadness. Having told him her, her misfortunes, he gave her a letter which she was to deliver to a certain nobleman in the city, and then he left her. She immediately set out to fulfill the errand. The gentleman to whom the letter was addressed was greatly astonished when on receiving it he recognized the handwriting of his deceased father. Accordingly, he asked her who had given her the letter. She answered that an old, venerable-looking gentleman had given to her. Glancing around the room, her eyes rested on a portrait. In great surprise, she added that he looked exactly like the figure on that picture, only more cheerful. With trembling hand, the man now opened the letter, which contained the following words. 
My son, at this very moment thy father is leaving purgatory to go to heaven, released by means of a mass which this poor woman caused to be celebrated. Therefore I commend her to thee. Be grateful and reward her well, for she is greatly in need. The gentleman repeatedly read these words, tears meanwhile streaming from his eyes, and the oftener he read them, the more they consoled him. Oh, my poor friend, he exclaimed, with your little alms, you conferred so great a favor on my father. I will reward your charity most bountifully. Henceforth, neither you nor yours shall suffer from want. We want to remember the holy souls in our prayers. If we take care of them, they will surely take care of us.